Well, thank you for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of the Mile High Show, and you are listening to episode number 192. We are slowly creeping up to episode 200, and I'd like to do something special for 200. I'm not, I'm not sure what, though. Um, I'd really like to do another live podcast with an audience. Uh, I really enjoy doing those. We've done several over the years, and uh, they're a lot of fun. So if you have any ideas, suggestions on either location or guest or both, or, or who knows, you want to be on it. You want to be on the podcast and sit and, uh, and chew the fat with me, send us a, a, an email at info at milehighshow.com. Again, info at milehighshow.com, or go over to milehighshow.com and, uh, and send us a, uh, a message through the Contact Us page. Um, we'd like to make it something special for 200. We uh, launched this show in December of 2014. We did, I think, one show in 2014, and then uh, then the new year came. Uh, so we're creeping up also on four years. So... Uh, um, be part of it. It's 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 a fun time. I hope you're enjoying listening to these. Uh, and uh, today's episode is with oh, you'll hear his full title somewhere in the, in the show. Ken Bausch. Uh, he calls himself the Jedi Knight of Yavapai Regional Medical Center. Uh, he is their their community relations and marketing person, uh, director over there at YRMC. Uh, they are celebrating, we're coming up on 200 episodes in four years. Uh, they got us beat. YRMC, the uh, regional hospital here in Yavapai County in Prescott and Prescott Valley, is celebrating their 75th anniversary in the community. 75 years of keeping you healthy and mending your, mending your boo-boos and, uh, and keeping us all on the uh, on the straight and narrow health wise, Ken Bausch sits down and talks with us. We uh, sat in his office over there at YRMC in Prescott to talk about what brought him to Prescott, the changes he's seen in in not just our area but also the state. He is a, an Arizona native, uh, and what his role is there. Uh, if you're interested, and in, in it's a really fascinating story and some neat uh, neat video clips. At YRMC.org is their their website, www.yrmc.org. And there's a link in there for what they're calling the uh, the memory, memory Catcher Program. And this is a really neat thing. There's a bunch of videos up there where uh, they have uh, the hospital with Bridget O'Gara, fantastic lady I got a chance to, to talk with. Oh, oh, it's been about a year. No, about 10 months now. Uh, she's she's producing these videos for YRMC. She's in their uh, PR department. And what it is, this memory catcher program is where they've reached out to members of the community and, and, and solicited some ideas and some stories for people in the community to share their memories of YRMC, of the hospital, of the entire program going back 75 years. Uh, my wife and I were fortunate enough, and our son Anthony were fortunate enough to sit down with Bridget a while back and um, and record an interview with her, and it is there at yrmchealthconnect.org slash memory slash category slash memory catcher anyway go to yrmc.org and in their search bar type in memory catcher there's a there's a bunch of neat videos from uh rich tenney longtime uh family the tenney family here in prescott uh my melon talking about uh being an old man having a baby um who else is on there the olson and shishka families no strangers to this area the uh, it, it, they are long long uh, multi-generation uh prescott area residents uh, the Rodarty family is in there the james family heart center there's some really really great clips um, Elizabeth Ruffner, 
a real treasure to our community, Elizabeth uh, and her the Ruffner family, uh, J.C. Trujillo, uh, <laughs> the rodeo king here in Prescott, uh, our our neighboring mayor from Prescott Valley, Harvey Skoog, gives his. And there's a bunch. There's just a bunch of different memories. Some very sad and touching. Some very uh, very exciting and uh, and. Uh, enjoyable memories such as the birth of my son Anthony nine plus years ago at YRMC West. So go on there again. YRMC.org is the main site. Search that memory catcher uh, uh, in the search bar and go on over to the sister page and watch some of these videos. They're also on the YRMC YouTube channel. Everything's available at YRMC.org. Uh, it's just a real, real neat cornerstone of our community. And by viewing those videos and listening to Ken Bausch talk about his experience there, you'll get a good feel for how important YRMC and their employees are to our community. So enjoy episode 192 of the Mile High Show. Oh, and go over to uh, milehighshow.com and use that Amazon link. Help us, uh, help us stay afloat. Uh, to pay for things like this podcast, like the hosting, like the microphone I'm talking into, and trips down to other areas like we will be this week for the All Things Comedy Festival in Phoenix. Let me pull that up. The All Things Comedy Festival in Phoenix. Tons of podcasts, tons of live shows. I'll be down there photographing it, hopefully recording a an episode or two while I'm there. Information is at allthingscomedy.com. Or click the link right there at milehighshow.com. Enjoy my conversation with Ken Bausch and, uh, and uh, the history of YRMC right here on the Mile High Show. Happy anniversary. First question is, uh, how do you pronounce your, your last name? Bausch. <laughs> Bausch. Okay, just like it sounds. Uh, and your full role here, I had it down. It, it was kind of a... Kind of a lengthy title. Give, give me the give me the official. Uh, well, it was Jedi Knight, I think. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, the director of marketing and communications at uh, Yavapai Regional Medical Center. Yeah. How long have you been in this position? Uh, eight years, actually. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm I believe today or one day this week is actually my oh, eighth nice. year anniversary. So, congratulations! Thank you. Eight years. Uh, you had mentioned off mic when we were chatting, uh, home office for a while. What, have you always been in the in the uh, marketing and uh, and communication business, or well, for for most of my life, yes. Uh, you know, I it wasn't my first choice. You know, growing up when I was thinking about what I wanted to do, yeah. uh, I always really wanted to be a forest ranger, and then nice. I studied to be an engineer. But um, got into when I was in my early twenties, got a shot with an ad agency out of Scottsdale. Yeah, and um, and kind of found my groove, and I've been in there in the same type of position. Yeah, for approximately thirty five years now. Public information kind of community outreach type of thing. Uh, you know, all with the, media, kind of the full spectrum, yeah. really. Um, you know, started in a media buying capacity where I mm-hmm. think most people in, you know, the agency world do really yeah. start off and, and then client management, account management, uh, new business, um, you know, all of the different realms, uh, uh, team management, cr- managing creative teams, yeah. you know, um, managing ac- account teams, kind of working your way up from an, a coordinator position to, uh, uh, an account executive type of role into a, account supervisor, director, vice president, you know, type of thing. And then here to YRMC. You mentioned Scottsdale. You kind of got into it. Has Arizona been home for you for your whole life? Native of the great community of Globe, Arizona. Nice. Born and raised in Arizona, but uh, have had opportunities to work. Um, luckily, always based in Arizona, but yeah. with organizations really headquartered around the country. Educate me, Globe, like Southeast? Uh, Globe is over in eastern Arizona on your way to Roosevelt Lake. If you're over by Superior, gotcha. uh, on okay. the way to Sholo, nice. uh, up in that area. Okay. Nice. Up in the mountains? Mountain yeah. uh, about yeah, about 1,000 feet lower than what we are here in Prescott. Nice. Um, came from a mining family. Uh, grandfather was a railroad man working for the mines, the copper mines over yeah. in, in uh, that part of the state. And my dad also worked for the mines over in that area. 
interesting. I, I was talking to a to a friend of mine. You you may work with Bill. I don't know Bill Monroe over at KPPV. Name's He's a familiar. News mm-hmm. correspondent over there. He he does. We do some work together on a couple of projects, and uh, his family. B- b- couple of generations ago in Bisbee mining Bisbee. Uh, moved up to Baghdad and then he spent most of his life his young years in Baghdad mm-hmm. um, I was just talking to him the other day he was back for their homecoming oh last week the week before and the that's that, that kind of environment is is foreign to me I come from a a small town in what we considered a small town but in the metro Bay Area suburb of Oakland uh, but the the mining community, the small town uh, uh, atmosphere, is one foreign to my growing up, but uh, one that really drew me to this area. Uh, I live right outside of Prescott, but to be able to experience that travel around, I spent a little time working in Sholo for a while, and mm-hmm. a couple of times down in Bisbee, and and then my my job with local media, going to cover different events and things in in Baghdad, Wickenburg, sure. and things. Really, really love it, and uh, and kind of why why we are here at at YRMC. We're gonna we'll get into it, talking about the history and the culture here and the impact of the medical center to this area uh my son was very fortunate to have been born here and now he's growing up in in the big city of chino valley we are originally in paulden but now he's in the in the big city of chino uh i'm very fortunate that he gets to uh gets to grow up in this atmosphere as opposed to where i did in in the bay area where it was just hustle and bustle and uh, just the feeling of, of, of this small town and what institutions like Yavapai Regional Medical Center mean to an area or the mining community, the, the way everything was kind of built around the mine in Bisbee and in Baghdad and in Globe and things like that. It's, it's very interesting to see it from an outsider, kind of. It's nice to – I'm glad that you can still find – that type of environment yeah. in Arizona. You know, I'm 53 now. Um, the lot of the Arizona I grew up with is no doesn't exist anymore. You know, yeah. it's uh, the the growth in the metro areas. Um, you know, it, it things change. Describe your childhood growing up in in Globe. What what was it like? What what was the population like? Oh, you know, I don't recall what the population was. To be honest with you, it's about the same today, I guess, yeah. as it was back then. You know, and I never really paid <laughs> too much attention to it. It was, it's home. You know, it's a lot of lot of folks that uh, that you deal with that you went across that have been to Globe. You know, um, sometimes wonder about you know what you see in a place like that. <laughs> it's, uh, but you know, home is where your heart is. Home is where you're from. So yeah. um, I enjoyed. Uh, I you know. Back in those days, I was very privileged, uh, you know, being around s- still a lot of old Arizonans, a, yeah. lot, a lot of old miners, a lot of old ranchers. Um, those were my dad's friends. Those were my grandfather's mm-hmm. friends, the stories, seeing places, um, uh, you know, very outdoor-oriented yeah. uh, lifestyle. You know, um, there really wasn't much else to do, but, <laughs> you know, that kind of uh, thing. So. Uh, good, good way to to you know grow up. In my opinion, not a lot of ways to get in trouble back in those days. There wasn't a lot of places to get in trouble. <laughs> so, uh, and know. I'm imagining it, if you did get into any trouble, small town like that, word would get back to the folks pretty quick. Good, clean fun, and, <laughs> and you know, if you stepped over the line, then you know, generally yeah. the people that you were stepping over the line with knew who your folks were so yeah you you tend to be very respectful yeah big family siblings what was uh what was the mm, i've got uh the Bouch family like five sisters oh wow and uh and a couple of brothers so you know but but very aged not you know not a not a real tight family yeah um in the that world, we moved, We tended to move a lot. Yeah. Um, so you went to where the the work was. Where the work, yeah. And you know, price of copper would fluctuate. So, you know, one day you'd be 
your dad would be working in the smelter or working at some capacity within the mine. The next day, he'd be driving a truck for somebody for a yeah. while until the copper prices came up or a strike. You know, back in the late 60s, early 70s, yeah. there always seemed to be some kind of a strike going on. Um, so, you know, you dealt with it and, and you got through it. And that's what eventually led us from, you know, that instability really yeah. um, led us down into the Phoenix area. Um, and, and I've probably lived in just about yeah. three quarters of the communities in the state of Arizona anyway, <laughs> at one time, you know. And How old were you when you ended up in the, in the big city of the Phoenix Valley, that area? Oh, about 10 10, 11, I guess, you know, would be uh, about the time that we went down west side, uh, yeah. West Phoenix, uh, over in Pendergast Elementary, the old Cartwright School District. The, some mm. of that early settlement in the Phoenix area when they started yeah. to develop the Salt River, um, you know, and the agriculture started to take off. Those were some of those old neighborhoods and out in the Tolleson area. And, and so you've, you've seen some changes in both the population and the uh, – and the, uh, uh, the whole landscape, yeah, the yeah. way it grows. We uh, we had one freeway. Well, we didn't even have a freeway <laughs> when I was a kid. I mean, it was a there was a wide spot of road that didn't go. It didn't start in one place. It didn't go to one yeah. place. It was just the old Black Canyon, you know, that kind of ran through the middle of the old part of town yeah. there. But sixty didn't exist, and certainly none oh, of the wow. other loops and stuff that go through the. You know, I I tend to get lost when I go down into the community now. <laughs> so you ended up. Up here in Prescott, mm-hmm. uh, you living in town now, or you live in the outskirts? Live over in the Dells. Uh, oh, nice. Live in nice little, found a nice little home. Uh, no, nothing special, but pretty country, and and close to the lakes, and close to the trails, and what we like to do. Well, you're hitting eight years here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in this area for about fourteen or so, and uh, and definitely it is home now. When we go back to visit. In the Bay Area, it's uh, first. I can't wait to get back. As soon as we start hitting some of that traffic and the and the urban sprawl, it's okay. Let's take care of whatever it is we're here to do, whether you know wedding or visit or whatever, and uh, and let's get back home. Uh, but you have uh, celebrating your your eight years here, mm-hmm. and uh, Yavapai Regional Medical Center celebrating seventy five years in the community. Seventy five, yeah. Tell, tell me a little bit about some of the planning that went into uh, to marking this this occasion. Well, you know, I'd I'd like to say that we had, you know, that we were working on this for a great <laughs> amount of time. That we had some grand, you know, <laughs> plan in place. But you know, we did put a lot of thought into it. Seventy five yeah. years is an important milestone, um, and the relationship. That that YRMC has really with the community is is mm-hmm. unique. Um, it's it's. I don't think a lot of people realize how this organization was really created by this community. Yeah. It wasn't a company that moved here um, from someplace. It was a volunteer, as you would expect from a Western community. Uh, yeah, you know, a can do where you know when you don't have something in the community, no one's going to give it to you. You have yeah. to create it. Um, so the spirit of volunteerism, the spirit of community, uh, some folks in our community who came together, created a hospital district, uh, which was about 76 years ago, yeah, approximately. And that led to uh, the creation of uh, Prescott Community Hospital. And, um, and then through the years, there's been a, mor- a metamorphosis, of course. But um, so what we were looking for was a way to... Uh, have the community or people in the community tell the story yeah. of their relationship with YRMC more than YRMC talking to the community yeah. about that relationship? Because really, that's what makes up the hospital. I mean, you can walk through through the halls, through the waiting rooms, the, the ER, and things, and everyone from uh, you know some of the volunteers in the parking lot to even you got some construction going on the guys mm-hmm. working the guys mm-hmm. and gals working construction to the volunteers in the hospital the techs the rns the doctors you see the faces of the community when you walk through here when, when my wife and son and i came in and talked to bridget we passed four or five of our neighbors as we were coming through these are the you know the folks that we bump into at the grocery store, the the coaches and uh, and 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 team parents of little league and everything else. Yeah. 
really involved in the community and taking care of the community. And you don't necessarily see that. I never did in the, you know, the, the very few times I was in a hospital growing up, you know, our, our family was, you went to the doctor or the, the ER when you, when you broke something mm-hmm. that was, that was our sure. experience with the hospitals. Uh, but here it's very, uh, entrenched it's a very deep connection with first responders with the hospital staff and the community and it's really neat to see when you walk into a place and you see familiar faces because quite frankly when most people come to the buildings here it's not necessarily their best day no it's you tend to see people on their best day and their worst day yeah you know in uh in a hospital environment and and and, and I think there's a lot of truth to what you say, and and I, I don't know if I'd say that it raises the stakes, but it it, it is a conscious um, yeah. realization that you know the people you're dealing with are your family, their neighbors. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you see the people. I, I see people I work with. I see people that come through the doors in my daily life yeah. every week. You know, um, so I like that feel. I mean, I think it's a good – there's a trust that's associated yeah. with that and a commitment that you get from communities. So you're not just somebody walking into the door of a place. Um, you're not a number yeah. in a, on a computer screen. Yeah. I mean, it's still yeah. – I think, you know, we're still small enough to really have that personal connection with the community. And, and having worked with uh, – it's really one of the reasons why I, I chose to, to end up here at, at YRMC was, yeah. you know, I'd been – doing healthcare consulting with organizations all across the country, big companies, big healthcare corporations and, and, you know, great experiences, loved a lot of those people that I worked with, learned a lot. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, when you walk down these hallways, there's eye, there's eye contact made, there's hellos, yeah. there's good mornings. Um, and you don't always see that in, in yeah. a lot of the other locations. Especially in, in, in the larger metro areas where, yeah. where you are literally just a number, whatever that insurance card or that yeah. whatever you're carrying in your wallet, that's what you are. And, and, and it doesn't even change when you're when you're being treated a lot of times you sure. know obviously doctors uh, and and healthcare professionals do what they can to take care of you but in in a larger area where they just have to get to the next patient get to the next patient and i know yeah. in our limited contact here at the hospital every time we've come in it's it's we've felt the the connection of let let's let's what can we do for you kind of an atmosphere which was kind of foreign to us when we when we moved here so it's it's nice to see if we can go through and i don't know how much of this you got uh locked away in your brain but uh, i will do the best i can (laughs) i'll do the best i can how's that bridget sent over some uh some information on the history 43 looks like one of the first notable events with that was the start of the community hospital it was it was the um the original building um and and it's such a fascinating period i i'm i I love history as it is but um there was a uh there was already a county hospital serving um uh, the community and and it was really kind of a a, a pauper's hospital so to speak um the main health care in the community had been provided by the sisters uh of mercy i believe um who had a hospital they opened up here um before the turn of the century um it some of those uh, roots are still visible over on Prescott College, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. some of those buildings in there were the original. Mm-hmm. So, but that they the hospital building burned down, and and the community needed to respond. So the district was formed, and I think that was Jefferson School. Yeah, um, if I remember correctly, Jefferson Elementary School. Yeah, was uh, was the opening of the Prescott Community Hospital in. Uh, in the old Jefferson Elementary in 43. There's a great, you guys have a great display through the halls of the, of the, uh, the main campus here in, in, in Prescott of some old photographs yeah. and some great portraits of some of the key players throughout the history of the hospital. So if anybody's got a chance, you know, kind of, kind of come wander through the hallways next time you're, uh, you're visiting or, or stopping in the hospital, some great historical images there. 
there really are. And, and what's been what was cool about this journey is, you know, we, we had a chance to work very closely with the folks over at Charlotte Hall and uh, and some families, you know, some yeah. of the families that are that are you know, the the cornerstones of this county and this community. Yeah. Um and seeing their photo archives and having discussions with those folks. Um, so you get to see those, you know, when you're out at uh, the chapel at Fane Lake as an example, yeah. and you see Dr. McNally's name on, <laughs> on um, and, and you know through picking up bits and pieces of information, through looking at other historical information, you see where that name has come up time and, and again. Uh, it just really does cornerstones of the community. Of, yeah, kind of pulls it all together a little bit for you. There, it, again, this is my my limited knowledge of the history around here. But in talking with uh, some of the long term families and the the families that have been here for generations, and some of the businesses and organizations that have been here for a while, there was the uh, the rough and tumble Wild West that is uh, portrayed and, and still visible in some areas like on Whiskey Row. And, of course, uh, the Halls of Charlotte Hall Museum has some great displays. Uh, through the 19th century and the early part of the 20th century, a whole lot didn't change. There was a lot of things. Then there were some changes in the 30s and through the 40s and the post-war. But a lot of that feeling was still from what I've experienced and what I've been told in talking with some folks, uh, stayed like that for quite some time through up, uh, up through the, uh, the seventies and even into the, into the eighties. Yeah. And then the area and the surrounding area, the quad city area, including Chino and, and Prescott Valley kind of went through a boom in the last 30 plus years. Hmm. Uh, culminating in you know like the early 2000s when the growth was just going going uh going wild around here so a lot of these people that have been participating in the memory catcher program uh really uh, their stories are really talking and and showing how the roots of this community were through the eyes of the hospital, so to speak. It's really interesting to see. Now, I've gone through and watched several of these videos and looked through them and and had a great time participating in it ourselves. But when, like we'd mentioned, when you you talk about a hospital, of course, there's the births that are, that are, that are great and exciting and, 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 uh, and of course memorable, but a lot of people who come through the halls and through the doors of the hospital are experiencing some very traumatic things. Did that come into play? What were you, what, what were some of the discussions when you started this program of people sharing their, their experiences through video? Uh, was that a concern? You know, it really wasn't. It it was interesting because, you know, asking, excuse me, people to share their memories or their relationship with the Mm -hmm. hospital is an unusual request that most people don't think about. (laughs) Um, So, you know, we were trying to, everything was really on the table. Yeah, regarding things that were happening in the community, the the hospital. I didn't have to necessarily be something that was associated directly with the hospital. The hospital was always there; yeah. it was always a part of the community. Um, being the size of the community it was in those days, uh, you know, there was a there was always a relationship, whether yeah. you thought about it or not. You know, so you know, we had some very compelling stories that that. Uh, came out of our, our a lot of the early stories were really just about the the, the development of the foundation of, yeah. the, of what was going to be the hospital and how do you um, you know Miss Phillips has a great story about the calf sale that you know <laughs> every year I mean if you think about that's just the beauty of the area that uh, every year the hospital auxiliary needed to raise about four hundred dollars to make to balance the books yeah. for the year, you know, and how honest is that 400 yeah. bucks, you know, and, <laughs> and, um, and a rancher donates a calf. And so they have an auction and that's how they, they make <laughs> ends meet, you know, and, and you just, it, that's so a, a lot of those early stories were around that. Some of the, the, the formation of the auxiliary, which, you know, through the years has led to the foundation that's here. Um, some I love the stories. Your story is an example when we were, you know, interviewing you and your family. <laughs> um, there was a, 
we had several stories of people who had been part of multiple generations born yeah. here um, and would share about how they've been involved in the, the community and how they were involved in education or what have you, the relationship they had with teachers, how it led them. Rich Tanney, one of our physical therapists, the story he had two stories that we published for the memory catcher program that were just you know remarkable just lovely yeah. examples of their family's commitment to you know the community and how they've grown up around this facility so you know we didn't get anything that we we didn't turn anything away yeah um so there was nothing that we felt uncomfortable with in terms of of stories that were submitted was there anything that really surprised you was there any like a real oh wow kind of a thing <laughs> no what no i, I gotta ask, what was what was that ringtone that's what was, uh that's a burrow a bur- <laughs> your old mine roots that's yeah. how you used to bring the copper up from the uh from the I um from I've the always had a I love donkeys, <laughs> love burrows, and uh, so my ringtone is a burrow. Um, surprising. I, I think I was surprised by how willing people yeah. were to share intimate stories of their family yeah. with us. You know, here we are, we're total strangers. Um, so that was surprising. I was very grateful. For that, we we really took that seriously. Yeah. Again, getting back to that community, you run across people, we're neighbors, we're friends. Uh, we tried to treat all of that um, with that type of respect. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, surprising um, in terms of, of unusual stories or anything like that. Uh, you, know, you got to love JC's story yeah. where you know he's in the he's in the ED and his his dad's in the ED next to him you know for different reasons and and I don't believe they both knew they were in there until <laughs> later on so those are kind of cool things to to yeah. learn about but um, uh, you know just the that willingness to share was the, the the bright spot and again very telling of of how. The center YRMC has has impacted the community because people so. were willing to to kind of bear all. Really, is what it what it boils down to. Oh, and you know, come in and and I mean, you know how this is. I mean, you turn a camera on or, or what have <laughs> you. I mean, you're not just asking someone to give you a story, but you're yeah. asking for them to sit behind a video camera, or you're asking for them to, you know, to be interviewed or what yeah. have you. And that's not a, an easy thing for most people. See, I'm typically on the other side. I'm very rarely in front of the camera. I'm usually behind it. Uh, so uh, that it was <laughs> how that started. The the memory catcher program I saw post through social media. Hey, are you willing to share? So I filled out a little questionnaire. Didn't expect to hear anything back. And then when I did, I was like, Oh no, we got to. <laughs> and uh, I, I just be, between you and I and the and the the anybody who's listening to this. My wife does not listen to this podcast at all. She's never heard an episode. I didn't tell her I submitted that until we had set the date up to come in and videotape it. <laughs> so she was she was one of those that wasn't that willing to do it. So I could when, tell by the look <laughs> at her face when she was there that you know you were you were saying a lot and she had a look yeah. on her face she, like all things being equal I'd like to be somewhere else. When we were done she was very happy we did and she enjoyed it. But she is not uh she is not one that uh, she she's not on social media at all, so which is a good thing because I could pretty much post whatever I want and it doesn't come back and bite me too often. <laughs> but uh, we both were she she's an employee of a local municipality here that I do a lot of work for on a contract basis. So periodically I will, uh, and I don't use social media. Pretty much everything I do on Facebook, Twitter, whatever is work related it's going to end up in an article it'll end up on a podcast or on my radio show or something uh i kind of vet ideas through social media is what i what i use it for and to promo things like this like the podcast um but i don't use it necessarily personally it's it's always work related somehow but i'll 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 get a call every once in a while that uh one of her coworkers, one of the people that we work together with will uh comment 
to her at her desk. Hey, I, I saw Matt did this, Matt did that, or you said this. She calls me up. She goes, why are you putting everything we do on? <laughs> so every once in a while it comes back and bites me. But for the most part, I can, uh, I can fly under the radar a little bit because she's, uh, she's not one for, uh, for Facebook or anything like that. I've joked around that I'm going to... Uh, well, kind of half-joking. I'm just going to create an account under her name, and it's just going to be filled with posts about how, how great her husband is. And, and <laughs> I don't think that would last too long. I think Facebook would shut me down before anybody else. Uh, the, the entire area here is, is in the process of celebrating some major milestones. Of course, YRMC, 75 years this past March, I think, was the— yeah, First of March, March second, yeah. right? First first week of March. Yavapai College celebrating mm-hmm. fifty years. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in the process of working with the town of Chino Valley. Mm-hmm. Uh, the incorporation years, fifty fifty. It, fifty years in two thousand and twenty. So okay. we're I'm on a couple of committees over there and we're working on some some events and some some items and some programs projects to commemorate that. So we got a little jump start, I think, spurred on by Yavapai Regional and uh, and the college kind of. Oh, we better do something. So we're starting a little early, working on some things. And I'll, I'll just cop to it right now. We're stealing the memory catcher idea, and we're <laughs> we're borrowing that concept. Please do. I think to it's a reach great out idea. to some of the community to to get their stories of. Yeah. Of how they ended up in Chino, how they what they've done to stay here, and and why they've stayed here, and I'm sure there'll be a lot of crossover of of the experiences with the hospital and the uh, the different uh, departments here, because again, it's so entrenched in the community. Uh, where where do you see the hospital going from from here? What are some of the the projects that are uh, that are uh, on the horizon for YRMC? Well, you know, um, you've noticed there's quite a bit of construction uh-huh. going on on our West Campus here. Uh, we are adding a new cath lab, which is part of the James Family Heart Center. So the Heart Center's growth has been terrific. It opened in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, adoption, the bringing in of new services through that program has been um impressive and the caliber of people that we've been able to recruit to the community and and oftentimes i don't think people realize that when we're out there recruiting and competing with uh we're competing with everybody in the country generally for some of these folks that we're bringing in here and and that's made a big uh you know we've made a nice name for ourselves to the point where we actually have become a destination program where people are traveling to Prescott to receive some form of heart care. Nice. Um, we will continue to do our work along the lines. And the, the there's going to be some additional things that come with this current expansion. There will be some more ICU mm-hmm. rooms that are available. Um, it's interesting – uh, healthcare is shifting to really more outpatient and less inpatient, yeah. but our community at the same time. So where other hospitals around the country are literally, you know, have a surplus of beds in mm-hmm. many instances because they're moving out to other centers. People are, there's organizations are moving their facilities out to where the population centers are. You know, we we're seeing the dynamic of growth in our outpatient lines, but at the same time, because of the growth of the community, we're seeing still a need for more patient yeah. beds on our campuses. So, um, we always will need more space. Really, uh, we we will be following up the construction that we're working on right now with a a very large medical complex that will be here on this campus in a parking garage. I don't have a lot of detail about that mm-hmm. yet, um, but the, the, that uh, construction project is is uh, is closer than farther um, nice. on our timeline. And what it's going to allow us to do is bring more of our specialists to be who need mm-hmm. to be close to the EDs and need to be close to the patients that are admitted and what have you. They'll have more space on campus here. We'll have more community space for teaching. 
one of the things that YRMC does an exceptional job of is from a community outreach standpoint is is our community benefit and our health education programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we make a lot of health education programs available to the community. Sometimes finding locations to have those type of events and to have the technology available that uh, we would like to have to present those type of events um, can be challenging. Give me some examples. What do you? Well, you know, I mean, we we really would like to get to a point. Um, we cover our service area is fifty five hundred square miles. So mm-hmm. think about the size that this organization, you know, provides care to. Yeah. So you're talking about somebody in Baghdad. You're talking about somebody in Ash Fork. Um, having the ability for those folks to be impacted by our health education programs to to learn about things that would make them better healthcare consumers or gotcha. smarter healthcare decision makers so the education you're speaking of is, yeah. is for the general public on yeah. how to wellness programs and things of that nature yeah but they can't get here yeah you know they're a long way away they rural families oftentimes could be one car families you yeah. know somebody's yeah. off at work they've got the automobile so being able to get into town or what have you and to do this type of thing or the cost of fuel so the ability to broadcast out you know Mm -hmm. is an example having a place where we can create broadcast material and feed it out to the community um, those are what I'm talking about having technology available to allow us to reach everybody that we need to how how connected or how involved is the hospital and the foundation in with when you were mentioning education, I was thinking of like the JTED and the CTEC programs. Because one of the actually, my son's old babysitter, a friend of ours, uh, works here in the hospital now who got a lot of training while she was still in high school. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the can you talk a little bit about those programs with the community to, to kind of train the next generation of healthcare providers? Well, I, I don't have as much information. Um, for you uh, that I think would that would give you what you're looking mm-hmm. for. I, I can tell you that uh, our human resources department, gotcha. as an example, is is really more involved in that area, working with the local colleges, yeah. um, making sure there are training programs available. I can tell you from my perspective, from my from from my seat and where I am at, uh, we do contribute. Um, to uh, scholarship programs, to uh, Yavapai College. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do uh, contribute to their uh, faculty. We contribute to um, programs out of Baghdad yeah. um, to make sure those folks that are part of our service area are, are accounted for and, t- and, and get the same kind of respect and commitment from us yeah. as anybody. Um, and uh, But, you know, there's programs beyond that that we're involved in from my world. We, For instance, we we sponsor a program for all of our schools in our service area that's called Go Noodle, which is mm. a um, it's a desk uh, it's a physical activity program for children. Um, it predominantly is used in classrooms, for instance. Um, getting children to get a little exercise in so yeah. that their minds are right for the curriculum that they're going to be studying, mm-hmm. or even after they come in from uh, recess when maybe they're a little too yeah. you know, turned on and, and, and need to have some relaxation exercises yeah. to bring them down. Oh, nice. And we've been doing that since, uh, well, about 2010, and we've had great success. I mean, we've had over a million minutes of physical activity uh, each of the past several years from, nice. from students in the community. Um, so those are some things that we don't really talk a lot about that we're doing, uh, you know, for education, for helping, you know, for, for trying to, to instill good, healthy habits. Um, we're at, working at a young age, a so young that, age. that it just carries on in through the rest of their lives. Exactly. Like nice. we're working right now on our celebrate life health expo for 2019 that, um, we're, going to have one day dedicated to kids we're oh, nice. bringing in um we've got a like a 90 foot and i know i'm off a little bit on this but we've got a giant inflatable body that we're bringing in <laughs> that you could literally walk inside of the body and see organs and oh, how and neat. um and and read about things a great anatomy uh tool uh we'll have a giant 30 foot heart um you know we're working and reaching out to the school districts right now and we're trying to get the kids involved 
to uh, showcase their science and their health projects. Nice. And so we're, you know, we're, we're trying, I mean, it's a very complicated healthcare world today. Yeah. And, and helping children get involved and understand how that works and how your body works and how you build good, healthy habits is, uh, is yeah. important in our mind. Last spring, we uh, just took a little, a little uh, quickie couple-day vacation down to the valley just to be near a pool and go, go goof around. We went to the Children's Museum in Phoenix. And uh, they had a, a display on, on uh, uh, various things dealing with the body and health and things. And when an eight-year-old can walk through the intestinal tract of a, of a huge room-sized model, there is nothing more enjoyable or hilarious to an eight-year-old boy than to walk through an uh, digestive tract. And uh, not, not to, it was just as fun for a 51-year-old man as well mom didn't think it was as funny as we did but uh it's you know just to see (laughs) you know sometimes those are the best rewards in life is just to see a smile on someone's face and when you can have some fun while learning something there's a there's a lot to do uh one of the things that i because i do a lot of work with local schools and the high schools around and again to really stress the role that YRMC has in the community. Uh, like I had mentioned, we have a friend who works, uh, she's a, a, an RN here, uh, who started her education in healthcare through high school. And when I see, not just in the hospital walls, but when, when I see former students from, from the junior high and the high school who go through Yavapai College to learn everything from, you know, fire sciences to joining the local fire districts and fire departments to the medical, you know, coming out as medical professionals. And they choose to stay right here in the community. If we are to walk through the uh, the emergency room right now, I'm sure we would run into local face, you know, familiar faces with the fire districts and the PD and and you've got the great native air out there, the 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 helicopters. We we have friends that uh, that fly with them. Uh, the the feeling that people have for the hospital of I'm going to learn something, I'm going to become a valuable member of the community, and then better yet, I'm going to stay in the community yeah. is really uh, really a testament to the way that the programs ran. And the desire for people to give back to the community and really, really build up that community relationship is really nice to see. Again, not something you necessarily see in a larger metro area, but here in Prescott and YRMC, where we see those familiar faces and people who have chosen to stay in the area and make the area just uh, that much better to live is really nice to see. Well, you know, it's... It's kind of an interesting dynamic because one of the one of the things that I think um, is equally important to somebody who's career minded, mm-hmm. a young person growing up in a community. We see it so often across our nation, where you know the the exodus of people from our Midwest, from yeah. our farm belts, and what have you. They want to get to the cities, the larger metro areas, because that is where the um, challenges, where the growth is, where yeah. the opportunity is. So. To run across the situation like you have here at YRMC where not only you have the – I mean, so you grow up here. You have the lifestyle. You like the lifestyle. Yeah. You've got the connections and the family. Yeah, you do have a healthcare career option available, but you've got a pretty good healthcare career option. Yeah. So, you know, we're doing hearts. We're doing neurosurgery here. We're doing a lot of cool things at this organization that you wouldn't find at a community hospital in a smaller yeah. location in most instances. So um, it's it's a good mix to have not only the scope of the community, the size of the community, but also an organization that um, is doing some things that provides the challenge that yeah. sometimes those those overachievers would go someplace else to find. Yeah. You know? Now the building we're in right now is the Original. foundation. Yeah. Now what built in sixty four. Can you talk what's the role of the foundation for to the hospital? Well we're we're the the foundation you're in a building this is a division mm-hmm. um this this monstrous cavernous place that you're in right now with all six <laughs> of us is actually a whole division at YRMC um i'm in the community outreach side 
we do have a foundation. So okay. I, I'm not, I don't work with the foundation, but they're, they're my coworkers. They're right here in the same place. Their role is to um, work closely with uh, the generous people in our community who want to continue to see their health care options grow. Yeah. And, and um, the foundation's focused 100% really on developing programs that benefit health care programs at YMC. So it's not gotcha. a foundation that's contributing to um, other organizations in the community. They're raising funds to benefit health care through YMC. So the, to partner with the organizations, the businesses, the uh, the different individuals in the community yes. to avoid having to have another cattle sale, maybe. You know, good <laughs> example, James Family Heart Center. Yeah. You know, great example. Um, East Campus, uh, you know, the generosity of the Fane family. Um, yeah. James Family with the Heart Center, uh, the Breast Care Center's development. Those are all here today and available for people today because of someone's generous yeah. contribution from our community. Because of the partnerships with the community yeah. spearheaded by the foundation. Yeah. So. It gets back nice. to what I was mentioning, you know, that that the roots of the organization, you know, really it's, you know, we're all just kind of caretakers and, and yeah. we're, we're all taking care of a seat right now that <laughs> that was taken care of by a generation before us and it was taken care of by a generation before them and and it all is here at YRMC it's here in Prescott and um so you know that's that gets back to what makes it special so in you know I'm not going to be able to do it in my head because uh I'm not that bright but 25 years from now as we're entering into the the 100 year the centennial anniversary for for YRMC, what are some of the things that you can envision? You pull out your crystal ball. What do you think the uh, What do you think the buildings? What do you think the programs? What do you think the focus of the hospital will be in twenty five years? I think I think it's going. To, you know, there's a good foundation um, that's been put into place through the years. We we really more we really are much more of a health system today mm-hmm. than we are just a, just a hospital. We have two hospitals. We've got 26 or 28 clinics um, throughout the community. We've got outpatient service centers. We've got outpatient imaging centers. Um, we're moving into uh, more virtual telemedicine programs mm-hmm. today. I think what a lot of folks, I think, would be surprised to find out is how um, digitally – active we are as an organization Hmm. um we i just heard uh last week that we were selected as for like the third year in a row as one of the most wired hospitals in the united states interesting when we lie where we've got a a a a significant um we've made a significant investment we were really at the head of the class in terms of how we were adopting our electronic medical record Mm-hmm. Uh, technology into the organization, how we were allowing providers to um, share and communicate and and collaborate. Now, if you were to ask me 25 years down the road, I would say that it will be greater in those areas. Yeah. Um, we need to see as a community better bandwidth and better fiber optic technology coming in to allow us to fulfill some of the things that we need to fulfill to keep up with that need yeah need to continue to make a commitment um, to our physician partners in the community to make sure that they have access to the technology that we're communicating that we're sharing information there Um, that we're pushing out our services to meet the growth of the yeah. community you see the growth i mean it's coming yeah. around through prescott valley and and amazing you know we're we're seeing one of those 80s you know there's every 20 years yeah. it seems in arizona there's a giant growth spurt and we're seeing certainly one of those again right now so trying to predict and stay on top of those growth patterns and where people are coming from and what the demographics are going to be and what kind of care they're going to need yeah. um and then making sure that we're there you know yeah. for them is is I think where we're going to be continue to put our focus. Just recently, I want to say the last six eight weeks, uh, the new ribbon cutting and opening of Chino Valley's campus out there, yep. the offices out yep. there. So continually reaching out to the community, seeing where they can uh, 
where you guys can provide the best service. Yep. Now, um, as people are in need of uh, of especially specialized treatment, whether it be for neuro or heart or, or cancer treatment, whatever it happens to be, obviously people are looking for the best possible uh care the best pro- possible providers and there's names that are thrown around you know mayo clinic and, and sure. various things trauma centers in other areas we'll give it to you right now we'll put you on the spot give us a little psa uh why people would want to choose ymc for for their health care what what can you tell the community to uh to encourage them to come right here you know i think our our position really is that we're not we don't do everything mm-hmm. at YRMC. Nobody does everything. Yeah. There's not a there's no hospitals anywhere that provide all types of care. Um, what we do, we do a pretty good job of. Um, yeah. You know, we've we make a commitment to bring something to the community. And we, uh, I believe we do it right. I, yeah. I believe there's good information up front that helps our, our administrative team make the right decisions. Um, we are able to bring the right talent in, and, and that's a great testament to the community itself yeah. because we're able to sell a good package to, to medical professionals across the country. Um, and uh, so I would say you're going to get as good a care here as you'll get anywhere and in many cases, you're going to get better care than you're yeah. going to get in most places. But, you know, you got to do, give due respect. I mean, Mayo Clinic isn't Mayo Clinic yeah. for <laughs> no reason. And Cleveland Clinic, and you get into some of those, the you know, they have good reputations because they have good reputation. They do good work. And with the great staff that you have, and like you were mentioning, the way that uh, that the hospital strives to communicate and and reach out by – they'll be able to partner – there you'll be you'll be able to partner your patients up with the best care wherever that happens to be. Look at the resumes of the people who work here. Yeah. I mean, that's where they're coming from. You yeah. know, our 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 doctors are coming from the banners. They're coming from the Mayo's. I mean, I've got a lot of yeah. providers that are on our medical staff right now that came out of the Mayo system. So, you know, it's there. That's where they're getting their training at. That's yeah. you know, but they choose to come to a place because they may be at a point in their life where. Um, you know, it's a, it's an opportunity to have maybe more of that lifestyle that you wanted to, and it gets back to that point. And I don't have to give up anything yeah. professionally to do it. I can still have professional integrity. I can balance it with uh, with lifestyle, and, and, you know, we've got a pretty good thing going because of that. Yeah, and if you got to live in the shadow of something, the shadow of Thumb Butte is a little more attractive than the shadow of... Uh you know the airport down in down in Phoenix. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I I do not miss you know. Yeah. Seven forty sevens taking off all the time. No doubt about it. Well, Ken, I want to thank you for your time. It's been great talking with you, and I encourage anybody to uh, anybody listening to to visit the site. There'll be a link in the show notes to view some of those interviews and some of those video clips of people sharing their stories, sharing their connection with the hospital and uh and uh what a gem what a what a what a cornerstone for the community that YRMC is so I want to thank you for your time Matt, it's it's been my pleasure it Any, really has been my pleasure anything else you want to mention encourage people or hey it's it's october you know um remember it's an important thing to get across all the time. Make sure you're getting your screening, your breast screening. Make mm-hmm. sure you're, you're being proactive with your health care. Um, so, you know, that's what I'd like to end with. Great. Thanks. And 49, the mama told Papa, look at here, mama, let me do my thing. I feel so good.
I just want to do the boogie. I don't care. It'll take all night long. I just want to do the boogie. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on, come on. Come on. I want to do the boogie. I want to do the boogie. I wanna do the shimmy. I wanna do the twist. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. 